This is Professor Rick Del Santo of the PWZ Podcast. If you're interested in professional wrestling of the independent kind, the National Wrestling Alliance, and the United Wrestling Network, check us out on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to professional wrestling podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shocking Things. We have a special guest. His name is Jason Young, and he wrote this great book called An Old School Halloween. How are you doing, Jason? Doing good, John. Now, could you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you came up with the idea of An Old School Halloween? Uh, let's see. So I, I'm a lifelong toy collector myself. Uh, so some folks might know me from the work I've done with Miko Toys. Uh, I've Collected them my whole life, and I've done a lot of the uh, card packaging since they've returned. So if folks have a creature from the Black Lagoon or a Stan Lee or a Willy Wonka, you might see my name on the back. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah so, so, uh, yeah, so the way they work is they come out in waves. So there's, there's kind of a lull in between the waves. And to keep myself busy with my graphic design, I give myself little projects. So one of those projects was my first book before this one, The Wonderful Artwork of Wax Wrappers. Uh, started as a fun project for myself, and I'd say I was probably 80% done before I decided I was actually going to publish it as a book. It was just a fun project. And I thought, you know, this actually looks like a real book. So I went through the process. Uh, the book saw four four print runs. Every single one of them sold out. It was fantastic. It was really uh, exceeded my expectations. So I started a second one. And uh, the second book, I chose Halloween. Uh because it's, I wanted to grab something nostalgic. I wanted to grab something that everybody can relate to. We've all gone out for Halloween, right? And uh, it's, it's just such a fun, fun topic, especially during COVID. Like it's, I wanted to create a book that people could just kind of escape all the, all the news and the drama going on in the world, and just have a little bit of fun and you know lose themselves for a little bit. And that's that's why I went with the Halloween. Okay. Now, it makes sense because even my wife, she's younger than me by 12 years, but she loves Halloween. So she still loved the book, even though you know, a lot of this is before cool. her time. So cool. just, if so, if you love Halloween, this book is just for that reason. I think you. Yeah. Like and it. it's you either you either love it, you you like it because you, you love the old costumes or maybe somebody your wife's age would, you know, enjoy reading it just to heckle at them because they are kind of fun to look at and make fun of right like well, Spider-Man's yellow, right? like looking. batman has his emblem on his forehead like it's it's fun to look at them and kind of make fun of them too yeah. but i think that's part of the that's part of the charm of the old costumes i i agree with you and it, as i did the research for the book uh it it came clear to me that there was a real unsung hero frank romano was was the uh the gentleman who was the art director for Ben Cooper for 30 years, and he literally did, you know, virtually every mask and every smock, he's the guy. 
and everybody knows Ben Cooper's name. Not a lot of people know Frank Romano's name, unfortunately. So, you know, the the book really was a was a you know homage to him and his work, and really shine a light on on what he's done. So, I've uh, went down that road, and uh, lucky enough to chat with him too, which was pretty cool. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm glad you did. Uh, I want to just before we get to Frank, I want to just talk first about the foreword you, you have by Brian Hyler. Yeah, I thought this really captured if you grew up in the, that time period of, you know, probably what from like the 60s to like the mid 80s. You can relate to this, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Why do you uh, ask Brian to do it? Oh, Brian and I have been uh, friends for years, so we, we're both big Nico guys. So uh, we've, we've had that shared love for Nico toys for years. Always supported each other's projects. He's always had a lot going on. I've always loved all his projects, whether it's the Brick Mantooth figure or his Pod Stallions website or his Toy Ventures magazine. Uh, and he's been a great source of knowledge for me to lean on. You know, he, he's got experience as an author, and he's been super helpful to let me sit under the learning tree and, you know, kind of share ideas with each other. He's been nice enough to, uh, you know, feature the old school Halloween in his Toy Ventures ma- magazine. And uh, the reason I asked him is I knew he'd get it. I wanted somebody to write the forward that shared the same type of love for these costumes. Like I touched on earlier, John, that people love these costumes for different reasons. And um, he and I share the same kind of, you know, love for the old school Halloween, walking into an old, like the way he describes it in the forward, that's, that nails that nails what I was looking for. Yes. Yeah, no, because I know he loves, he loves, uh... All the old, like, uh, the Universal Monsters stuff yeah. and all the costumes, all that type of stuff. I know he collects them, too, the Collegeville and the Ben Cooper costumes. So that he was the perfect choice. I just, I was just curious how you came across him. So it, he was perfect for it. For sure, yeah. Uh, the first chapter uh, is a good read behind the mask, the whole history of the Ben Cooper company. Like, pretty much the rise and fall, I guess you could say, right? And then when you're talking about Frank Romano, uh, this is really great. Uh, the chapter, the art of Frank Romano. Uh, you, you said it perfectly, the unsung hero, because I never knew his name until 2018. Actually, I live in Connecticut, the United yeah. States, and the promoter uh, booked him for his horror convention. And I was like, I, I couldn't, when I saw the photos, I was like, I can't believe this guy, he's, uh, he's signing and he's selling yeah. original paintings. So to me, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, to, to chat with him, with him. I mean, he's literally, as his, as his son had said, like he, his father had a, had an art show, his own private art show on every street in every city, everywhere, every October 31st, like. so many kids wore his artwork and his work like it it's part of so many childhoods and he's had such a such an impact on so many people for 30 years right uh and he's the most modest humble man you'll ever talk to there's not an ounce of arrogance in him he's just a sweet humble guy he's i think he's 96 years young uh still painting every single day uh Really cool last week, actually, John. I got an email from his son letting me know that his dad loved the book, and uh, he's making his comeback to uh, doing roadshows again or conventions. 
So, I, I saw, uh, yeah, yeah, so he might be signing some of these books at his uh, at his convention in October. So that's that's yeah. pretty cool. But he yeah. he's it's almost like he's he's impervious to the impact he's made. Right. Like it's oh, I just whatever. I just drew a couple pictures and I'm glad people like them. Like he's very, very exactly. modest where some other famous artists are, you know, are kind of well aware of how big they are. And they it kind of goes to their head, but not not Frank. Frank's a great guy. You're, you're exactly right. It's more of his son, Steve, saw it and understood it where. He is, like you said, he's so humble, Frank. He really, he didn't think anybody would care. And actually, yeah, yeah. So, like, he's the one guy of all these horror actors. He's the person I want to meet the most. Absolutely. So the more, the more I get into doing this book, the more I want it, he, him to be the star. Because, yes. you know, you write about the history of Ben Cooper and then you go into the, you know, the images of the costumes. It, that's all Frank's work, right? It wasn't his company. He didn't sign the checks, but that's his work. That's that's his artwork. So it's uh, it was important that 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 was crystal clear. So and even the production process of the masks, I didn't realize until like reading your interview, which is really interesting, how hands on he was. Oh, yeah. And it was it's only so many colors that they used and very manual process. And he would, you know. I like the, I don't want to give too much away about the book, but the the piece about Star Wars where, you know, it was such a secret and they didn't want anybody to see. <laughs> and, you know, you see like the blue Yoda or the silver Boba Fett. And it's because he was going off a handful of black and white pictures. They gave him a handful of black and white pictures and said, make a costume. And he hasn't even seen the movie. So it's like, well, what do you do? You're doing your best off one little, per- one little picture. You're bound to get the colors wrong. And, but, um, uh, Pretty cool to hear the behind-the-scenes process. Oh, yeah. No, I loved it personally. And then I want to... Uh, this is the visuals. You did a great job laying everything out. Also, Thank I love you. the design of the book. And especially you'll really see it when you have uh, the chapters 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 that has every category of the Ben Cooper costumes. Yeah, monsters, superheroes, science fiction, cartoons, and famous faces. And uh, I just, the the visuals are amazing in here. With some great, like, tidbits that you put some factoids in here as well, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, there, there's some really neat things that uh, people may, may be widely known, but other things may not be. And... Uh, uh, the number one thing I've had people come up and mention to me about the book was Spider-Man. And again, I don't want to give it away, but yeah. if you don't know, once you know, you'll never you'll never forget it. It's uh, quite the Spider-Man story. And the, there's some information about the JFK costume that's pretty interesting. And there, there's some cool stuff, the behind the scenes of Sesame Street. And it's, it's neat to, uh, I like that Easter egg kind of stuff. That's the behind the scenes stuff you wouldn't really read anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's a question. I, I talked to you earlier about this. Uh, we both compiled lists, which is, for me, it's it's almost impossible to do this. But <laughs> uh, what are your favorite top five Ben Cooper costumes? We'll go, if you want to start, we'll go from five, you know, from the least favorite to favorite. Okay. So I'm going to say number five is Darth Vader for me. So 
and and everyone for me. And I, I'm going to throw out a tidbit here, John, while I think of it, because it's sure. it's kind of cool for the listeners. Is the cover art and the chapter you know, the chapter page art is done by a talented artist named Richard Rich, and he put every costume on the cover specifically that I requested, and everyone has special meaning to me on this cover. So they're not just random costumes on the cover. The house behind Spider-Man is Richard's childhood home. The house next to that is mo- is modeled after Michael Myers' house. Right. Spider-Man is... Uh, my brother went out as Spider-Man. Uh, my other brother went out as Bugs Bunny and King Kong. Uh, I'll mention those in a second. Uh, you know, I went as Darth Vader. I'm a big Fonzie guy. You can't really see him on the back because he's cut off by the words, but... You know, it's it's cool that it's all because it's there's there's a history there with those costumes. But to get to spot to get to my top five, Darth Vader is number five for me because that's that's the main Ben Cooper costume I remember dressing up as, and it stands out to me because I didn't like the cape. I needed a good cape, and my mother cut up her nice black dress to make me a nice black cape. That's and it stands out to me. So so that's number five. Are you going to give me your five, and then we'll do four and go up? Yeah, so okay. my number five is the Twiki uh, from the Buck Rogers. Television. Nice. Uh, just because I did have that, and I loved I, – I loved, that's one of those ones where they actually did get it pretty accurate to the television show. Where yeah, they got the, the chess piece. This, yeah. And the, the mask you know, looks really nice, just looks like the character. So just, just for that reason, I think visually it looks great. And like, and it's one of my favorite television series. So that's the reason. Awesome. All right. So no, number four for me is the Six Million Dollar Man. So huge Six Million Dollar Man fan. Uh, if I would have ever saw that in the store, I probably would have kicked and screamed till I got it. That would have been a must-have for me. And if I could own any right now, it's probably that. That's probably my top one or two that I'd want to own. Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah. yeah. I did have that, but I got that one years later for whatever reason. There was a big closeout at a Walgreens. So this might have been like 1983 or something. And that's where I picked it up there. My grandfather got it for me. Uh, Number four for me is going to be the Darth Vader, but the poncho. The yellow one. Uh, The reason being because it's uh, a nostalgia thing pretty much like you have for that my brother was darth vader when we were kids the first halloween we went out he was darth vader and i i love that just for that reason the nostalgia and i do like the look yeah. of it and that's actually the costume i had frank romano sign for me just because i wow it's out to me a lot that's that was frank's favorite personal personal favorite costume is darth vader okay um all right, so I got number three for me would be the Fonz. So absolute huge Fonzie Happy Days fan. Still watch Happy Days all the time. Love it. Anything Fonzie, you know. I Growing up as kids, we always had leather jackets. I always zipped them down like Fonzie, never zipped them up. Always had them zipped down like Fonz. And to this day, John, if we take a picture with, with like a family picture or just random or at a party snapping pictures, we throw the yeah. Fonzie thumb up all the time. It's it's a thing, and it's it, it just habit. I've done it my whole life. I always put the thumb up, and 
Yeah, so big Fonzie guy, and that that's probably my number one. That and six million dollar man, the two costumes I, I'd really like to own. You don't want to be Ralph Mouth as a kid? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to. I was on another uh, podcast. We had talked about Merman with the Masters of the Universe, and I said, "Can you imagine that poor kid? Like, what kid goes to the mall and says, Mom, I, I don't want He-Man. I want to dress up as Merman.'" Like, poor kid. Well, it's a more more fun costume though than that, He-Man actually. That's the that's the parents that went out on October 30th or 31st when everything was gone and just grabbed their kid whatever was left. That that's who Merman was. It wasn't a first choice, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think they would have chosen him over He-Man or Skeletor. Uh, my number three is. And this is another interesting thing with Ben Cooper. If you ever try collecting these, there's a million variations, yeah. right? So uh, one of the Frankenstein's monsters is my number three. The one that comes like in the blue box with like the fluorescent green mask, yes. that one. Yeah. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite ones. So that's number three for me, just because it's another one I did have as a child. And I it's my favorite universal monster. Yeah, that's a, that's that's the one. If you think of Ben Cooper costumes, to me, that's the one that comes to mind. Is that Frankenstein? That specific Frankenstein and that blue monster box with the fluorescent yellow, like that's to me, that's Ben Cooper costumes in one picture. So I would say my number two is King Kong. The the more now there was a few different King Kongs. The one that's kind of modern looking. There's ones that looks a little cartoony, but there's one that looks really lifelike so my oldest brother had the really lifelike one and it was a bigger mask and like a heavier duty mask as well and the reason i like that one again is nostalgia it's he used to keep that he kept the mask like when we were kids we wore it and we threw it away right he saved that mask and he would sit by our bed when we're sleeping and he would tap us and wake us up and we'd wake up to this gorilla mask and scare the hell out of us and Anyway, that's what I think of, and it's it's uh, it's just a fun childhood memory that I have. And when I look through old Ben Cooper images, I, you know, I kind of smile every time I see King Kong. So I'll give him a number two, and that that's why he's on the cover of the book. Okay, that makes sense. That's a good story, a good reason why that would be number two. Um, my number two is Spider Man. Uh, that was. Uh, I can't say I really remember vividly what happened when I was five years old, but that was the costume, the mask and costume I picked. When I got to pick anything, I chose that. Why? I want to say probably because I love the the 60s cartoon of Spider-Man at that age, the reruns I used to watch. Yeah. Uh, That was made in Canada, right? Wasn't it? Yes, it was. The actual voice is Spider-Man just passed away this year. He was living in Toronto. Yeah, so that was, and that's one of those. I it's, it's when I think of Ben Cooper, that's one of the images I think of is that mask and costume. That's one of the first things that pop in my head, uh, and it's front and center in your book. So there, that's definitely why it's important, right? For that reason, yeah. your childhood memories. And number one. So my number one is Spider Man. So uh, my brother went as spider-man and i was really jealous that he went and the one book of uh, me in this in this book is in the photo album in the back and it's 
sitting next to Spider-Man and I'm dressed up as I'm probably three years old and they got me dressed up in what appears to be like a female bunny rabbit, like Bugs Bunny's girlfriend or something. And it's weird. Yeah. And my brother's Spidey. And I was like, really? Anyway, so it's uh, it's always been my favorite. And there's also there's also a childhood photo in our photo album where my brother's probably two years old wearing diapers walking around with that spidey mask he's got a diaper (laughs) on and a spidey mask and it's but it just it's just a cool costume and it's i agree with you it's it's one that pops in your mind when you think of these costumes and the history behind the costume and it's just just a cool costume like you look at really look at that spidey mask it's a really cool spidey mask like it's not just a plain boring mask. It's sculpted really cool. It's it looks like that old sixties cartoon. It's yeah, that's definitely my number one. Oh, I, it was tough. I was thinking about choosing that. I was like, yeah, I don't. I had to. I'm trying to. It's so your number one is tattoo from Fantasy Island. If I were to guess, <laughs> that is hilarious. I have to say, I'm picture right now the big bow tie. That is great. I mean, it's so ridiculous. I would have worn that bra if they gave it to me. My <laughs> I I'd wear. If I find it. Yeah, so that that is a good one. Uh, my number one is one I never had, never saw on the shelves as a kid. This is just one I'm looking at from a collector's point of view, aesthetically. Just the way this is, I like the way the box looks, the costume, and the mask all together. I just think it. This is one if you're going to put on your shelf, I think it looks fantastic. Is uh, the alien. Oh yeah, which which was the first Vancouver costume made of a restricted movie that children weren't allowed to see, and, and uh, Frank had said that that was the most challenging mask to uh, the sculpt, as you can imagine, given the shape of the head of those aliens, and uh, I think he pulled it off big time. I that's that's why I chose it. I think it's really ahead of its time when you look at everything, the whole the box design, the mask, the everything, the costume. I just think it really it just it still holds up. It really does. It almost looks like it's made much, much later as an homage to old Ben Cooper costumes. Like it, it's it's yeah. got a modern look to it. Yeah, definitely that's so no that that was fun. Um cool. Now your chapter eight, we're talking a little bit about the photo album. Uh, I said earlier how you had the forum of Brian Hyler. He described everything about that time period, Halloween night, which I thought he did a great job. And then if you put it together with these pictures, I think this like perfectly captures everything from that time period. I was originally for that. Uh, the original idea for that photo album was not to be a full chapter. It was initially going to be, you know, I don't know, eight pages, ten pages tops. Just a fun little way to end it, almost like an epilogue. And I had, you know, asked for some submissions. And the outpouring of submissions far, far exceeded my expectations. And the pictures were just so great that... It, I couldn't cut very many like they were just so great and they just kept coming and I kept adding pages and, you know, I could have had a this is a 200 page full color book. I could have had 200 pages of a of a photo album 
So I started to shrink the pictures a little bit and put three on a page because I had so many. And I think it's still, I don't know, 25, 30 pages or something of just old pictures. And it's so much fun to look back at not just the costumes, but, you know, the ugly wallpaper or the old cool uh, yeah. cardboard, you know, cut out, die cut, cut out decorations in the windows and that kind of stuff uh, really captures the time. Uh, perfectly. Yeah, exactly. That's why I just this was that's how I found out about this book being published as you're asking a, on Facebook and a, a vintage toy forum if you have any submissions. And that's how I found out. And that's why I submitted a photo. And I, I love looking at these. Yeah, that's it's probably my favorite part of the book. It really is. I really enjoy. I'll often pick it up and just kind of scroll through and look at those. And a lot of it is me just looking at them and saying, I, w I wish I had that one. I wish I owned that one. <laughs> no. The other interesting thing is, I wanted to say, if you, because you've been collecting also for a while, uh, I'm sure you probably look on eBay for Ben Cooper costumes, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still, to this day, I'll always see something pop up. Oh, I didn't know that existed. Oh, I didn't know that variation existed. I didn't know this box with this costume existed. Well, that's, it's, there's no way, like, th this, again, this book is 200 pages, and it's loaded with pictures, and there's no way there's, they're all in there. So, there is, there's a few pop-out that I didn't know existed, and I was researching this for a long time, and I remember somebody just mentioning, uh, forget the costume, too, but it was, you know, oh, cool, Ben Cooper book, I had this one, and they posted the costume, and I'm like, don't, didn't get that one in there. But um, it's just, it's that type of product where there's just so many variations. Which makes it so much fun to me. It does. And, and you talk about capturing the time. It's it's kind of cool to see, uh, like, some of the ones that got costumes, like the gong show got a costume and, you know, some other things that are just, you wouldn't expect. Beretta got a costume. Right? And very odd choices, but I have to say I'm one of those kids I'd I'd wear all of them for the most part, except yeah. for the bunny. Except for except for the little girl bunny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but definitely tattoo from Fantasy Island. I would wear. Uh, now another question I have after reading this, looking at the pictures, I love it. Is there any possibility of a chapter two of this or? A book on Collegeville costumes, focusing on that? Definitely a possibility. Obviously, it uh, will depend on how well this book does. So far, it's been selling extremely well. But obviously, you know, I want to see those sales continue before I would go down the road of another Halloween book. Yeah, I will exactly. say, I will say, uh, I'll give you the scoop on I've started the third book already. I'm about 40 pages in and... Uh, I'm not quite ready to share what the topic is. I will say that uh, it's not Halloween related. It's not related to uh, the artwork of wax wrappers or bubblegum cards. It's something totally different, but it is something extremely nostalgic and uh, will hit all those you know nostalgia buttons for people like me who like the old school kind of stuff. Very 70s, 70s focus. All right. Well, I'll definitely be interested in that. I'll just ask you, is any, anything else you want to say? And can you tell everyone how to obtain this book? Well, I, I appreciate you uh, letting me on your, your podcast, John. It's, uh, 
an honor to be here. Enjoy. Uh, and you got the shout out in the book. You're in the acknowledgments. So that's cool. Uh, really like that spotty picture of you. That's and I, th I think I mentioned to you, that's the same spotty costume that I have hung on my uh, that's the one smock I own is the 1976 Spider-Man. And I have it framed. I initially bought it and went to frame it for Halloween. I was going to just hang it up in Halloween. And as soon as I hung it, I'm like, that's just staying there forever. So it's never come down. It's, it stays on the wall. Uh, so yeah, if you want to find out more about uh, an old school Halloween, find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under the name Old Times Digest. Uh, or you can visit the website to place an order. It's jyung, Y-O-U-N-G, 11, dot wixite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E, dot com slash Old Times Digest. So, Find me in either of those spots. And uh, yeah, always posting some fun stuff. And when the uh, third book gets a little closer, I'll likely be posting an announcement. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm going to put this also, your information in the show notes so people could uh, uh, click to it easily. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks very much, John. I appreciate the time. Thank you. And try and enjoy the daylight. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram, please go to shocking.things.podcast. And to like us on Facebook, it's at shockingthingspodcast. Our email is shockingthingspodcast at gmail.com. And you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.